Welcome to the Mammoth Gamescast, (laughs) where we're fucking up the intro, of course, again, because it's what we're known for. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Jay, with me as always, got Austin, Neil Blomkampia, and Brian. Uh, How's it going, guys? I hope so that we basically, actually did. Shit, don't everyone speak and then at everyone once. Speak so at basically, once. I got invited to be interviewed about District 9, which is an ancient movie. I can't remember making it. I don't know how we remote mute him. <laughs> I, I, I know how. I do that to people in Microsoft Teams meetings at work constantly. <laughs> and people will be like, wait, oh, sorry, I was You've muted. I don't know what happened. Work for you? This it is doesn't, my... There's no like internal reporting on like who the... muted who or anything. I've been testing it. This is who. Th- th- this is why we do the little like opener a little bit longer sometimes. Is it, you never know if, if we don't, you. it'll spill over into the actual recording. Right, and we actually did do it pretty long today. I think I'm just completely on one because I've had a lot of coffee this morning. Okay. Okay. And for some reason, I'm like obsessed with Peoria, South Africa, right now. You're just turning everyone into this like really bad South African accent. You were doing Bill Murray before we started. It was all Neil Baumkamp. You guys just didn't know. Ugh. Obvious. Very. I I used I like. <laughs> this is like an insanely like fucked up thing to do to people, <laughs> but anytime I get interested in any or like if I listen to people speak in an accent, I start to develop the accent. Just don't do that. It's such a like dad thing to do, isn't it? A little bit, but it's also like a good voice actor thing to do. So yeah, that's kind of like, what I'm going for. I'm going for as, like a suave voice actor, not a complete well, asshole think- dumb fuck. As a, as as someone who like DMs tabletop games, that's actually <coughs> awesome because you got to do good voices. That's yeah, but I don't do guy. voices in uh, Dungeons and Dragons. You don't. I know. I'm against it, I, we need to. Well, I think there's Bring like a subconscious part of that. Like people who spend X amount of time in a country that's not their native country start to like at least pick up some of the linguistics of wherever they're at, and then they come back and yeah. That's normal yeah, no. for anywhere. It's just anywhere. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's normal linguistic behavior. It's, like a, it's a human up. trait. Yeah. In, in yeah. high school, I yeah. I, um, I lived with uh, a, a friend that had a little bit of a stutter. He would like not not like a stutter, but he would just kind of like repeat mm. the first few yeah. things like two or three times. I don't know what the tick was from, but I noticed Rainy. I started doing that, and then after I left living with him, it went away. That's interesting. Yeah. I think about that every once in a while, and it haunts me. Everything I... Like, I just think about every cringe thing I ever did in my whole life every night. Yeah? It's you just run, you run it all back? Yeah, I'm like, run, hit me with the tape, run it back. I'm like a athlete at their prime, like, reviewing all the tapes to make sure I... Like, oh, I could have moved could to I the, have a centimeter better? to the left a, a quarter of a second faster here. I don't know how that's useful in any way, but... But it's, yeah, it's completely useless. I guess it is. So, you two idiots bought a Steam Deck, right? No one's bought them yet. We I didn't mean, buy it. You put your five put money down on it. No, no, we we've put a, we've reserved a spot in line to decide if we want to buy it when we get the email saying we're allowed nice. to. Nice, just like the Tesla Cybertruck, which I also put money on. Yeah, I'm an idiot. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I'm willing to throw five or six bucks here and there to see something cool. You know what I'm saying, ladies? It was a hundred, but yeah, for the okay. Cybertruck. <laughs> no, I'm it's... not. I'm not willing to throw around hundreds. It was Ladies. it was one hundred, and I and they're like, and you can get it back if you don't want it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll see about that. Yeah, <laughs> we will. Has anybody successfully gotten their hundred back? Time just wait till Elon Musk gets hit with the uh, market manipulation stuff. 
Whoopsie doopsie. Well, anyways, oh. sorry about all yeah. y'all's money. Sooner or later. I invested it in my brother's solar panel company. Illegally. That sounds like a... a Don't Google that one, folks. You'll get a letter from Elon Musk. My brother's solar so basically, I'm from South Africa, and I might yeah, buy yeah, we're back. <laughs> we're back. I'm buying. All right, let's start this fucking show. I only just invest. Elon in Musk has the weirdest fucking emerald miners. voice. He doesn't even have like a norm. He doesn't have any placeable accent because he's lived in like six different places, and he picked up a little piece of accent from each of them. <laughs> Didn't he pick odd. up a piece of a Hyundai accent at one point too? A Hyundai accent? Excuse me. He speaks it's a car. car. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm not a lesbian. I don't know anything about that. Ooh, that's not Is that a lesbian car? No, that's Subaru's. Fuck. God damn it. All right. Welcome to the Mammoth Games cast. <laughs> <laughs> Segwaying straight into uh, checking out Facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. All the top news and video game junk over there. Everything that we talk about here is usually there first. So we appreciate all those likes, comments, and shares as well. Over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do things just like this. Um, all I want to do is, since we're on the live stream looking at the hotfix for Baldur's Gate, I just want to talk about the whole that mm. the whole time. But we have more things to talk about. Well, have you been playing it though? Baldur's Gate. I have. So I started up, and I, I'm starting to get into a mode that I often do to myself, where oh, I boy. play the beginning of the game so much that I like start to get sick of it. Okay. And I'm really worried about what that means for my long-term future, so I'm just going to let it cool off for a little while and come back later. Probably smart. I, I, I put it down and then pick it back up, and I usually continue. In this case, I didn't, so I just created I a think new you had character to. that's completely different. Yeah, because this yeah. was... You couldn't carry over your old saves on this new patch, right? Right. Yeah. But they've already changed um, a decent amount of things, so it, yeah. it, feels, it feels fresh. So Nice. But we're not here to talk about that. Even though it is good, so go fuck, grab that. Um, the first story up, I think it's something you guys talked a little bit about last week. Um, yeah. The Steam Deck. But <coughs> two of us, myself, Johnny Riot, we were not present last week. Um, so yeah, we talked we about like... Uh, back to that. Yeah, we talked about the stats. Uh, we talked about, you know, what it's working with, um, the different models, uh, some of the capabilities. I think our, our kind of final thought on it was basically like... Kind of like a wait and see for this. I'm interested to see what... Yeah, wait and see, but I'm interested to see what people do that is outside of the normal scope of this. Because, I mean, this right. is a computer. I mean, it looks like a Switch or whatever, but fundamentally, it's like a Steambox PC. So, like, yeah. you're going to be able to do some really weird shit on here. Oh, yeah. So, I'm really interested to see <laughs> some weird yeah. shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, they, they said you could completely wipe the OS and upload something else if you want. Yep. Yeah. Interesting as hell. Um, it's definitely not going to get support for more than two years. I mean, Steam is really bad at, at yeah following I, up I, on their hardware. I really hope that they surprise us with it. Yeah. But even if they don't, we have a plethora of options that we can kind of basically mod this right. ourselves. So yeah, even like, if they don't support it. It's literally going to be... It's a backlog device <clears throat> for me. <laughs> yeah. Um... I think one of the other things that's really cool is this thing can play um, Game Pass just in like you, you can you can get Game Pass on this. Yeah. So that's awesome too. Um, you won't need much support for this because Microsoft will be supporting it, and you can just play it through the browser. 
Um, you can do the same thing with your phone, but this has a built-in controller. Right. So, I don't know. That's kind of cool. Um, I, I was really against it at first. Like, not really against it, but I was like, I don't think I'm going to pre-order it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, I just kind of kept looking at it and reading into it. And, I don't know, yeah, it kind of sold me. Um, I like the idea of buying the USB-C dock and just being able to have my Steam library in, like, the bedroom. If you don't mm-hmm. know anything too much about that, there are not a lot of televisions, smart televisions, that support the Steam the Steam Link app. Right. Um, I think the major company that does is Samsung, and it's really shitty. Mm-hmm. So this would fix that problem, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said, I, I think I need to see some some evidence from Valve that they're going to support this long term. You won't um, see that. I yeah. probably, I feel like I won't see that. We don't even have a price on the dock yet. No. No. But they, they did say, yeah, theoretically any USB-C dock will work. So, that's interesting. Um, a lot still up in the air. I'm... You know, we're going to get more as we get a little bit closer. Um, it's already pretty close, though. Um, it's supposed I to guess be I'm going to have to drop it into December. my Switch dock. Yeah, I don't think it'll sit in there, but you can I definitely mean, figure that try. out. That's the only USB-C dock I have laying around. Same. I inherited yeah. a USB-C dock in uh, Australia, <laughs> but we haven't been out there to check it out, so... Yeah, I went. I went straight to the biggest one though, because the extra stuff just sounded better to me. Did you end up getting the um, the five twelve? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said you ended up getting the middle of the road. The... No, no, no. Okay, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, my, the my... biggest demand was for the five twelve, and that was like what everyone was struggling to get. Yeah, no, I didn't have. I, honestly, if I had paid more attention, because their website was kind of bad, um, that that I was ordering it from i actually had three in my <laughs> cart um for the 256 um that's what i wanted um also a you know ian moss who's been on the show with bunkers and badasses and several other things for us um that's the one he wanted as well he's like i didn't have a problem at all he's like was there an issue with it because i just clicked the button once and it went through it was complete mm-hmm. luck um it took a friend of mine five minutes it took me 40 minutes um and it's because I, I got every error that everybody got. You know, I got yeah. the whole, we have an error or something wrong validating your cart. And, like, it's a fucking, it's in my cart. There it is. Just validate. Give it. Well, I don't need um, you to validate it. Just trust me. It's in there and give it to me. Yeah. I think it money. ultimately it's one took, item. I think it took me five minutes. And, I think the, but I just kept trying after that. Because um, it you, doesn't, it didn't pop up and say, this was added to your cart. There was no, mm. you literally click reserve <laughs> and then nothing happens yeah it was supposed to take you straight to your cart which is what it did for me but the issue was i originally was trying to use paypal which created more issues because my stuff defaulted to paypal so i went back and tried to put credit card info in and it kept giving me the error validating it said try again and eventually it said you try a bit too many times we're gonna make (laughs) you wait now and they did that for like 15 minutes even though that's what they told me to do which was try again my favorite error was your account's oh, yeah. too new. Uh, you cannot have that. I'm like, I've had this that you since made the challenge or blew up. Oh, yeah. That was a huge <laughs> issue. 
there was that and the opposite thing happened too there were people with completely new accounts still getting through yeah yeah so just goes to show you no matter how much you plan your website's still dog shit and your app's still dog shit and it's not gonna yeah. work i mean as we've seen like there is like it, it's just not possible to uh have a product release anymore and it not just immediately be like a million scalpers like right it's just probably never gonna happen again i guess and it sucks because because of things like that you now don't know what the demand actually is exactly right. and like, I, like I, I mean if you go on ebay right now you can find a trillion of these for sale yeah you can um, yeah. um it's bad. the other big thing i'm dealing with and i'm just tired of seeing is people keep calling it a switch killer and that's not what it is that's literally not even the point it's a, they're yeah, not even a, in the same category yeah it's yeah. definitely not but there are people out there that are like in nintendo group chats that are just blowing up like oh i can't wait to get my switch killer can't wait to get my switch because like fucking go away dude go away well, yeah those well, people will be for like you know Nintendo's they're, they're in everything Unavoidable. is not just their you know the actual physical product but the games themselves so and this there's yeah. no way this is going to be a switch killer. but the argument that everyone is having is well i can just emulate it on this then good luck emulating nintendo stuff right. properly well not just nintendo that but like doesn't even know how to do that yeah, you like that stuff is all already available. Like you can already. Yeah, you don't need to stuff. buy this. To uh, do yeah, that. you don't need to go buy an additional thing. I guess it's nice to have the controller or whatever, but it's not that hard to get a fucking wireless controller. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it's very odd. Like let people be happy about shit. We have to talk about this all the fucking time for some reason. <laughs> yeah. It's it's okay that somebody likes something that you may or may not like. Did, you know. People have too many options these days. Well, we've got the, the mix here on this. <laughs> podcast where two of us are like eh who cares two of us are well of you two one of you is like hey it could be really cool I'll check it out and the other one's like I'll be keep an eye on it I want one if I decide I want one later but I might not I don't know yet I, the person so, I thought that would be interested in this the most was Brian I'm not saying that oh, yeah. I'm not interested in it it's just um, I'm waiting right. on I want to see like how this does like the the two to eight hour battery life sure. thing has given me a little bit of pause and wanting to go through with this. And I kind of want to see like what the capabilities of this once is actually in the hands of people too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, they've already said that there's nothing, there's like no game out there that it can't physically run. Um, I think the issue right now is a lot of like anti-cheat software and stuff like that, restricting some games from Steam OS as right. it is, but that stuff's going to get corrected by then. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you I, like for me, I would not want to play anything competitive no. on this. Yeah, definitely not. It's, right, right. It, no, this is a single player. You know, I just want to say that I would it, play. It's a single player. Yeah. I want to catch up on my back. Yeah, like crazy. and it, it's an answer to the competition for streaming games and stuff because this can still work in mm-hmm. areas where internet is not available. Like I mentioned in the last uh, podcast, where you know. Play, you know, streaming Game Pass on an airplane isn't doable or in the middle of nowhere, Ohio or something like that. So this is where a place where that can still shine versus relying on a streaming service like Luna, Stadia, or xCloud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... Um, I, yeah, it does run into that um, you know, that issue too. Can, wait, you can... I guess maybe I missed this, and I'm not sure if you guys know. You can download things directly to yeah. this and play it, right? It's not a stream. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, why yeah, they yeah. got the uh, okay, two okay. different SSD Sweet. options. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. You can run the games directly off SD card as well. So mm-hmm. um, Valve yeah. was talking about that the other day on some articles I saw. 
that's I mean that's that's the move. Like that's why I was like I'm not too worried about popping up to the bigger edition if I end up getting one because um, I can pop in the like SD card just transfer it from one to the other. Right. You Honestly, know, so it, runs it wasn't even it wasn't even just the memory for me, but it was the other stuff on there. So, <laughs> my question, since you two are a little bit more up on or more knowledgeable on this, would this have the same capability like what the Switch does, where you could do like a device device network situation, or is it still dependent to um, being on a network in order to communicate with other um, Steam decks? I would think I would assume that since you're still, I mean it's. I yeah no I imagine that it, it would have to be, on like on a network. I don't think yeah. it would be something. Okay, I mean that makes sense because yeah. that would probably be something that you would have to design games around to be able to do too, like the switches, games do. It wouldn't just specifically be hard. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's a little bit of an idea. It's like oh man. If I, like, say, fly back to uh, Italy with my brother again or something like that, it'd be hilarious to, we both have this, and then we both download, like, Master Chief Collection, we're just playing local multiplayer on the flight there. Hell yeah, that's a great, that's a great one for the flight, yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, I mean, it, it, you'd have to pay the extra for, like, internet or whatever, but yeah. I mean, that... Or you bring, like, uh... You bring your own Ethernet cable and you just run it down like the aisle of the plane, and you have like, <laughs> hell uh, yeah. Uh, where can I plug this in at? <laughs> <laughs> what What do you mean you don't have it? <laughs> just get like an old school like Nintendo or, or Game Boy Link cable and make that work. Oh, just, just retro one. <laughs> mm. oh, boy. Now, Good my stuff. favorite thing about the announcement is the fucking awful name. Yeah, no, that was really funny, because when I saw it, and I think you did the same thing. You messaged when you me saw it. and said, <laughs> so about the Steam Deck, and I was like, or you said thoughts on the Steam, Steam deck. deck, and I thought you said Stream Deck, because I had just got right. thought for the longest right. time, too. <laughs> I looked at this thing two hours before, and I went, a Stream Deck? Who the fuck cares? And I moved right past it. I didn't You're even right. think twice about it. And, and then... Yeah, then Funny it blew enough, up after that. The same day, Elgato announced their new revision of the Stream Deck. <laughs> right, that's what I. <laughs> that's what I had seen first, and I was like, and I don't care. Every article I saw was out there making fun of Elgato for it. <laughs> like, Which makes no fucking sense. Fuck up! They've had Stream Decks for years. Wait, hold on. Hear me out. When this thing becomes obsolete, turn it into a Stream Deck. That's very meta. Yeah. The Steam Stream Deck. The Steam Stream Deck. deck. <laughs> you, just, you tried. He's just trying to put Dick in there somewhere. I really want Dick in it, <laughs> folks. I just, ladies, I, I gentlemen, to, like, make like the layout of it, the, the physical layout of the thing has me nervous. <laughs> but at the same yep. time, I have learned that I I can't judge any hardware by looks alone. I have to hold mm. it because what I've been surprised I, before. <laughs> I, what I can't wait for is someone to take a circular saw and cut off the two edges to make a joint. Oh That's funny. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, it, was like, it was like the 
It was like one of the first people to get the PS5, and they walked, like, stood in front of everyone and just smashed oh, yeah. it on the ground. Those videos have existed for forever. Fuck. I mean, that's like every iPhone iteration release, someone does that. They go in to the store, pick theirs up, and then outside the store, just smash it on the ground. You can get, like, a mil- million views. Yep. Yeah, I guess it might be worth it. I don't know. It gets them enough money yeah. to buy that replacement one and then some. Yeah. All right. Like, well, anyway, I think... I'm I'm excited for it. Like I said, I have yeah. enough games in my backlog that are perfect for me to sit on the couch and play. So battery life isn't a huge issue for me. That's I fucking don't I don't play my Switch outside of the house. I just play it here. But I want to be able yep. to chill on the couch and play my old games. Um, the fact that yeah. I'll be able to cloud store my stuff from my PC to my Steam Deck is also kind of cool. So I'll get to go back and forth on that a lot and hopefully catch up on a lot of old games I've wanted to play through for a while. And the fact that I can load up the Epic Game Store and other things is going to be pretty awesome too. Yeah, right. yeah. No, a lot of lot of possibility. We're going to see where it goes. Um, that I sixty four uh, gig one though is just a bad idea. Yeah, um, I, I I'm really hoping that the because the demand is there. I'm hoping the support is there, and then that in turn makes Valve go, okay, we do need to support this. This is big. I don't know. The, um, the problem is that's that the like best scenario, the think. demand is always there at first for them, and then people get their hands on stuff and go, "This stuff sucks." And then yeah. once they discontinue things, the demand spikes again. Well, I think. It'll, yep. Look yeah. at the Steam machines. Look at the Steam. Yeah, controller. that's what I was going to say. It's the Steam controller. I think a lot of people remember how that was, and that was so weird. I Did you guys ever Steam go hands on with that? Oh yeah, I had it. Um, yeah, I have so, one. So weird. I was given one. I was like, oh, this is neat. And then it was awful. And the, pr- the problem was a lot of Steam hardware is either amazing or the worst. And there's no middle ground for it. And the Steam controller was exactly that. Yeah. You either absolutely loved it or you absolutely hated it. I mean, it was weird. I liked it at first, but then when you're trying to do inc- like um, in- like intricate stuff, I was like, that's not good. Why can't that, I yeah. do this? Like why? Like I, I feel dumb. Like, well, it was basically designed. It, it was designed for like traditional like computer. Like it was. It was designed without the typical control stick and with those big pads instead to do like really large map movement. So like an RTS mm-hmm. or something. <clears throat> yeah. And it just doesn't really work for the bulk usage that you would use it for, which is. I don't know, even on PC, everybody plays first-person shooters, stuff like that. So, yeah, well, I mean, and this is going to be doing the same thing, except it gives you the option yeah. now. So, yep. All right. Anything else, Sam? On on this, guys? Uh, I, I just hope it doesn't sound like a hovercraft taking off <laughs> when you power it on. I want people to know that I'm playing this while I'm walking <laughs> down the screen. It just. You're in a quiet room and you turn it on. Just you're even before you see it. Like it vibrates. It rumbles chairs. People are like, Jesus Christ, who lit this butane torch in here? It's getting really warm. Sorry, I had to All right. Play. So I, I, think, uh, I think the majority of people um, were really uh, stoked on the next, uh, next thing. Um, it was during the... That was the EA play, right? Um... They announced I didn't the Dead even Space realize remake. that EA had an event going on. <laughs> yeah, me neither, until it hit. Yeah, until they were like, oh shit, it's Dead Space. Um, yeah, uh, complete much. remake. Complete remake from the ground up. Um, it looks great. 
I, I think um, the, I, the the idea that they're going with is um, is is really awesome of not going. Hey, here is this carbon copy of the game, and we're remaking it. They're reworking, you know, some of the things in the story that might not have worked properly, and you know, other various things. This isn't the exact same thing like you see with some remakes. So that's good. There's a, a bit of um, intrigue and, and surprise, I guess, that can still happen through. Yeah. I imagine the story will be exactly the same, of course. I'm imagining there's going to be a lot of space and a lot of dead. A few dead, yeah. Definitely. A couple. Um, I, I think, uh, for me, I was saying, you know, a- after this, I was like, I don't feel like this game... This game never hit me as, like... Um, scary. I mean, it was supposed to be, and and it had those tendencies. But maybe I was like already like destroyed by playing other things at a younger age that were more scary. I don't know. How, how did you guys? I mean, Austin, you probably shit bricks on this one, I imagine. Yeah, it scared me a lot at first. Um, it's one of those games where, like, I mean, Dead Space really falls into this pattern of a lot of like post Resident Evil horror games, I guess. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, um, the longer it goes on, then the more powerful you become, the less you're worried about what's going Anything. on in the game, basically. Like, yeah. you, you realize that you're, like, a god at a certain point, you know? It, it's really yeah. just that it's more tense early on, because you don't right. have a lot of stuff to defend yourself. Right. And you I don't did... really know what you're dealing with yet. Like, you become an expert limb remover by the end of that game. I do love that gun, though. Oh, yeah. Like, so it's a really as... cool idea. As a game, yeah, that linear, the linear shot is, uh, I think that's what they called it. Um, it's like a welding you, tool or something, right? Yeah, where it has the points uh, on each end, and you can turn it vertical or horizontal, and it cuts yeah. a line. Such a such a cool weapon. Like, I don't think that gun actually gets enough enough love. Yep. It, you know, people should talk about that gun more because it, it was really cool. I agree. Um, but yeah, what? Let's see here. I don't think they, um, I don't think they had like any sort of release date. Or yeah, no release date or anything. Day. This is just the confirmation that it's happening. Right, um, and they did say it was slated for launch on PS5, Series X and S, and PC. Um, so completely next gen. Nice. Which is good to hear. That's exactly what you want to hear. Well, current gen. Uh, yeah, for some people. Yeah, it's current. <laughs> I agree. I, I'm just used to. I'm. Yeah, I think we're just used to. We're still within uh, that year. Trying to be that, that combative guy. As yeah. soon as the console launches its current gen, sorry. Yeah. I I, I agree, but I think just kind of conditioned to not everyone having it yet for three years. Jesus. Yeah, they have not made it easy to get. It's for damn sure. For sure. So, um, we've talked about what EA is doing, possibly on a turnaround with these, some of these remakes and single player only and stuff. So, what's Activision Blizzard up to? Nothing uh-huh. surprising no. at all. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So, I'll, I'll just put it this way. Do you guys remember back when you like played your first online Call of Duty game on like 360 and and how the chat was and how many really mature and, and intelligent how, and smart. and how how people were talking to each other and how people were treated in those Call of Duty lobbies early on. It's what helped shape the internet, I think. Yeah, 
apparently it's also how the company culture at Activision Blizzard has was shaped. Right. Well, I would go as far as to say that not just Activision Blizzard, but just a large swath of the gaming industry as a whole. Because yeah. a lot of things that are coming out here, yeah. there's a lot of follow-up stories that are um, being produced that mm-hmm. is not just at Activision Blizzard, but you're getting this at pretty much any different company in the industry, oh. and even outside the industry in other places too. Uh, yeah, this like reading some of the stuff that's gone on here to give some background for my personal relation to this. I worked at an abusive work environment prior to my current job. Uh, to give some examples. I had stuff thrown at me. I was a quality control tech. I'd been cursed out. I had a line supervisor forge my signature on the approval uh, inspection that did not pass. Um, My first week, uh, two coworkers lit another coworker on fire as a practical joke and only received a month and three months suspension, respectively. And, uh, yeah, it's just a litany of this stuff. And... The stuff that I dealt with there pales in comparison to the stuff that is being in this lawsuit here for uh, just a lot of the things that just shouldn't exist in this you know, in this day and age, but sadly still do. And there's there's so much stuff that's like I understand that you know a lot of these companies kind of have I mean they just say in the lawsuit basically it's like a, a frat boy like uh, culture. And it's like, I, I understand that a lot of this stuff starts as like a small group of basically frat boys, basically in a frat house that are making their passion project yeah. or whatever, right? And like, that's fine. I don't want to take that away from anybody. But when you become a professional company, you just, you have to act professionally now. Sorry. No, there's, that's how know, it works. If, if you don't want to become a big company, then just stay as one or two guys. And that's doable. There are people who have had a successful games career with just like one or two people and they never scale up it's almost like comparing it to that ridiculous um bar show where the dude goes around to all these little like mom and pop bars and helps them try to turn around because they're all family owned or it's just a bunch of friends and he goes in and rips them apart like you 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 can't always just be friends you have to be professional you have to be the boss yeah yeah like you have to be okay with firing that dude for being a dick like you've got to be able to handle it and that's but, where a lot of this comes down to oh. is that just not enough action was taken, especially in this case here, where people just were not stepping up and doing enough to stop this from happening. And unfortunately, it got so bad to the point where one woman uh, unfortunately killed herself because of the harassment that she endured from having nude pictures leaked to yeah. just a terrible business trip with her supervisor that just pushed her over the edge oh so yeah and it's yeah it's, so, it's also not surprising like a, a friend of mine right. the other day told me an experience that he remembered from a conference from a few years ago where there was a big activision party and one of the activision guys tried to get one of his co-workers extremely drunk to go back to his hotel room mm-hmm. and like I, I wasn't even surprised to hear it because I've been around a lot of those people, like even the more front-facing, like not behind-the-scenes people, but like those front-facing public faces of, of teams like Activision. I was around them and just got vibes and was like, no, no. Yeah. 
So and, what's uh, the, what's the lawsuit it's, in, in general? So the lawsuit is from the state of California, and it's their like ethics and labor division, basically. Um, yeah, okay. fair employment and housing. So they're basically saying like, um, by the time it gets to like a state level lawsuit like this, they're basically saying you are like systematically harming the citizens of California with these actions, right? So like they've received so many complaints. There was a two-year investigation right. already done. Right. And this is also from people who, you know, you're required to try to go through your employer first. So, like, these are people that had to have already taken their complaint all the way up through Blizzard management and been told, uh, oops, we're not going to do anything about that, so sorry. And then they're like, okay, so we're going to go talk to the fucking... I mean, imagine where you have to be that you get to the point that you call the Department of To put things in perspective, though, in is that... To always, and this is just a warning out in general for wherever you work at, human resources, their primary response, their primary responsibility, is to ensure that interpersonal stuff doesn't, you know, affect the company negatively. They're there. A lot of the right. times, their actions are to help bad situations, but that doesn't mean that it's always one hundred percent of the time. They're their their job is to protect exactly. the company, not right. to protect the employee. Right. And that's the thing that people never understand. And the ones that do understand that are afraid of bringing up stuff like this that happens, because yeah. the easiest way to protect the company, oh, I'm sorry, you're you you live in an at will employment state. So if you bring this shit up, we're gonna find a reason to fire you because you're the you're the squeaky. Or we're gear. going to withhold right. you know fair raises or promotions and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's, you know, um, because of the society that we live in, like, people will say, well, if you don't like your job, just go get a different job. It's like, okay, yeah. It's easier said than done. You should just be able to do that, but that's literally not doable. Like, you have to have a job or you'll die. So, um, and some of these people, you know, it's their first big job. You know, they're trying to hang on to it as long as they can. They don't really know what to expect yet. Yeah, they don't know what's going to happen if they if they leave. You know, right. they, it could be it could be their last. You know, they might have to get a job in another industry. Well, yeah, a lot of the stuff too is like it's especially like this again. This is a company that is not particularly bad on these counts. I guess as far as we know, uh, maybe it is, but it seems to be within the normal realm of what I would expect to hear. You know what I mean? They, they at least had good enough PR to Avoid make it, for it a seem while. like this isn't a big yeah. enough right. issue for them. But at the same time, for a company as big as Activision and Blizzard, they do have just they, they have the best PR. They yeah. have the most money to be able to throw at PR that they can put any kind of positive light out there and muffle anything they don't want to yeah. have. But mm-hmm. it's still it's an industry wide problem just referencing to like the issues at Ubisoft that is still yet to be adequately adjusted. I believe Yeast has still yet to give a truly justifiable response to some of the things that have been coming out there. And then also remembering back, yeah. to, what was it, two or three years ago, everything that was coming out from Riot Games as well. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, Riot is the specific one that I kind of reference as, I remember when we were talking about that, it's like, this was literally a group of kids in college that started making yeah. a mod that yes. would go on to become one of the bigger games in the world, right? So like, you know, in uh, 2010 and 2011, they could be forgiven for having this kind of culture where your CEO farts on your face during a meeting. That was oh. a big uh, specific one that was called out. 
But like, yeah, by the time you've been a professional company for, you know, 10 years and you've been one of the biggest games in the world and you're just making money hand over fist, like... At that point, it's time to put on a fucking it's button too up late. shirt and a yeah, tie. Like, you're... you're well, you someone yeah, leading up you know to that I mean? point has suggested your current behavior is justifiable and is good because it got you to that point. So there's right. no, been no pushback for you to right. tell you, no, there's been no consequences for what you've done. Yeah. And then there's, I mean, just to really hammer that kind of shit home, uh, the final part of this article that we're looking at, and I mean, a lot of stuff, we've seen several current and former, you know, high ranking like leadership at Blizzard talk about this in varying, uh, they've had different stories and different experiences based on who it is. But in their official statement, they said they do not tolerate sexual misconduct or harassment and noted that they've investigated all claims, adding that they're in the process of making it easier for employees to report violations. Okay, if you don't tolerate sexual misconduct or harassment and you investigated all these claims, why do you have to make it easier to report? Right, exactly. I mean, like in the thing, they're saying, yes, this is a problem that we're currently working on, but it's not a problem. Well, the corporate we're not response on. for them has just been all across the board where you have people outright denying yeah. all allegations to people, you know, mournfully saying, yes, this all happened and we should have done more. So yeah. they can't even get their story straight at this point. Yeah, I mean, uh, and obviously, as like, you know, the first official story that came out was this is not happening and we're looking into anything that is legitimate this is all fake like immediately all of their former employees that have had bad experiences all came out of the woodwork to be like okay fuck you so we have uh share scarlet who was one of the people who was public um quote blizzard has claimed that the department of fair uh, what is it department of fair housing and ethical and uh employment fair employment and housing fair <laughs> employment and housing uh DFEH report is Blizzard has claimed that the DFEH report is false, misleading, irresponsible former Blizzard Entertainment employee Cher Scarlet tweeted I can tell you that I knew what was going to be in this report before I read it because during my time there where I was only there for a year I witnessed all of these things so it's like, yeah, there's really not like an excuse or an argument Like, depending on which former person has talked about it um, there was one, I, I can't track all these people. I think it was Mike Morhaime, maybe, but one of the former leaders yeah, just said, Mike. like, yeah, he was like, we've completely failed our employees. Like, some of this stuff did make it to me, and I just didn't think that my friend was capable of XYZ, and I, like, we, we owe our employees so much. Yeah, like, they're, and it comes down to that exact thing of you, the whole, like, oh, we're a family here is just always bullshit with any job 100%. ever. Yeah, because a you it's a job need to be able to hold your peers <laughs> accountable, right? I mean, to be yeah. fair, you need to be able to hold your family accountable too. But you know, yeah. the person yes. that is most likely to commit a crime against you in your life is a family member that you live with. So, it, and 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 that, that's what's tough because a lot of people they go into it, you know, they go into work and they don't separate their personal life from their work life. These people yeah. that they're working with are now their friends, now, especially younger fair, people. To be fair. If you have to go into work and separate your work life from your home life because your friend is a, a, a sexist, racist piece of shit at work, they you, you should probably reevaluate that friendship outside of work exactly. too. Correct. Um, right. And I think that's another problem that happens is people don't want to deal with that as well. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that's like, well, you know, I think a lot maybe, of these guys maybe, were like... Go ahead. I was thinking, I was going to say, maybe they just think it's like, 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 oh, it 
we're not good enough friends. We're friends because we have to be in the same place for a long period of time. Right. You know, it, it's it, it's kind of like in school. You have, like, you know, for me, I had, like, what, 32 people? There were people that I was friends with in school that there's no way I would be friends right. with outside you're, of school. You're in a place right. where you're there for pretty much a third of the week, you know, almost a third of your life. A yeah. third of your time of existence. You're surrounded yeah. by these employees, you know, by these people that you may or may not have a choice to have interactions with and stuff. So it it does become hard to blur. It, well, that line between personal relationship and coworker, du- mm-hmm. it's easy for that to get blurred. Right. Yeah, you have to disconnect, and that's really weird to disconnect. And you know, a lot of this stuff too. I I do kind of see like people who were never they never knew they were gonna go be a manager of a big company or something like they started out as oh well i'm just the you know the team lead and the quirky programmer on this project or whatever and then they end up being the ceo of a company with 1200 employees and i can see how like they don't have i mean speaking of like tough conversations and stuff like it's not my responsibility to fix my one racist coworker's point of view or whatever but yeah, like you said, it doesn't mean you have to like support them and spend outside of work right. time with them or whatever. But I do kind of wonder if some of this is from people who became management sort of on a fluke, being like, um, I don't want to have to tell this guy that people think he's being racist. I don't know how to have that conversation. Well, so I'm just well, not going to do it. Oh, and ahead. to be, f- man, well, God, that's tough. Now I'm just saying it's tough because like they. They should, and I think you yeah. know a, a standard person would go, y- you know what, that is that it's messed up. He that should not have happened. Yep. But it shouldn't be, like like if you look at it, like I, I it was uh, Mike Morheim is is the ex Blizzard boss that said I failed you. Yeah. It shouldn't be him to think about this too much. You know what I mean? It should come across his desk and him go, man, that is fucked up. Did he, did Damn, he fuck do that? that? Guy. Like, he should not have to do too much research into that. He should pass that right off to the HR team, and the HR team should figure out exactly what to do. But that's yeah. where it's failing. Corporate I, HR I, I, departments have been, like, completely, like, turned into just a, a complete, like, shit show. Um, yeah. I don't because know if we were like saying education or just because of general company. I think it's a combination of both. And yeah, the fact no, that just even us as a society, we're still struggling to come to terms with not only our own past dealing with racism and sexism, we're still trying to figure out how do we address it, both the victims and those who are guilty of it and those who have and those who yeah, n- may not have even um, done it but benefit from it. And so we're we're right. Yeah, that's true. We're kind of expecting companies to be able to pioneer something that, as a society, we exactly. haven't figured out yet. And and that's where it right. also becomes hard because you do have a lot of um, a lot of people who, without knowing it, have benefited from stuff like this. And so having that conversation is hard because that instant when approached and talked about that, you get um, your natural defense is to say, no, not I'm not racist. I'm not sexist because I've never done these things. But you may have benefited from that even if you haven't done it. And it's a hard thing to try to move past even on an individual basis because you don't you, everyone's the hero of their own story. It's hard to put yourself in an right. area where 
you have to come to terms with some of the things that you have done in your life and on in and what has happened in your life in regards to these kinds of things and we're still trying to figure out the best ways to get to convey that message forward but luckily i mean i have seen a lot of stuff of people saying comments that are like uh you know like especially like bigger voices in the game industry and stuff they're talking about like keeping these guys employed that are doing this that are that are performing this harassment and stuff and i mean like I don't know. I wouldn't even say bullying. It's like a, a step beyond right. bullying, right? It's like yeah, it's literally like breaking the law, yeah. like assaulting and like yeah, it's like violent, violent harassment and shit, physical, yeah. it's like yeah. torture almost. And uh, like it is actually detrimental to your company to have these people because you're chasing out good talent exactly. that you could have had. Um, you're you're destroying the talent that you currently have, basically. I mean, even if. Let's say that the three most sexist, racist guys at your company or what, you know, whatever, pick whatever issue you want them to have. It doesn't really matter, I guess. But, you know, your, your three best people are all extremely uh, sexist and racist or whatever. And they spend 20% of their time at work harassing somebody who is like your shittiest employee. They get nothing done or whatever. Maybe that's due to the fact that they're being bullied. I mean, just a fucking wild shot in the dark or whatever. Yeah. But... You know, maybe it's just a generally shitty employee, and they just right. bully them because of that. Well, now your top three guys are busy dunking on some dude instead of doing their fucking job. So, like, I mean, it's bad no matter exactly. what, right? Like, even if you say, like, oh, well, this is my best guy. I can't afford to lose this guy. You are. You are losing this guy because he's busy doing other shit instead of just doing what he gets a paycheck to do. Like, you know, I get paid X amount of dollars to go to work. Uh, I, actually, they pay me copies of Final Fantasy X. And... Uh, I'm hoping to get an X2 Smart. by the end of this year. Smart. And they, you know, it's, it, that's, I do my job when I'm at work. I don't do it 100% of the time, and I don't do it 100% of capacity at all moments or whatever. But, you know, it, it's if it's my job to go stick my hand in some cabinet and get electrocuted, I'll go do that. And it, it's just so bizarre that's like, you know, it's not my job to talk to my coworker about... Uh, you know what how big of a fish he caught over the weekend or whatever so i do that and that's my supervisor's job to make me right. not do that <laughs> but you know it's like it that's that's all part of the thing like it's it's part of the contract i signed so it's just so bizarre that it's like so we'll we'll actually go on to uh talk about this in another related news story here um so because of these kind of financial pressures and the fact that they just don't give a shit about their company culture um Activision pushed uh, Blizzard, the game developer, not Blizzard, the production company, which is now part of... It's very bizarre, their it, corporate Yeah, I don't like any of it. It's like ZeniMax and uh, Bethesda. Bethesda. It's just so confusing to talk about. Yeah. But um, basically, the Blizzard team that was making uh, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which you'll all remember because of the fact that you don't remember it, and you'll be like, oh yeah, they were making that, and it was horrible when it came out. Well, it was horrible... Because they were sitting here leaning on them to shit it out as fast and as cheap as possible. And then when... So the, the game just did not meet any of their promises. Ended up being a, essentially a HD remake, but not even a particularly good one, right? And they promised a, a full rebuild of the game. Um, so in this article... So if this is part of this lawsuit, basically. Right. Um... A lot of people said they saw Blizzard as their dream job. Only a fraction of employees that Blizzard are women, which is a little lower than you would expect to see. Um, 
I'm trying to see where they specifically start talking about this. So yeah, it's a well-documented disaster. Um, it's led to offices being shut down because they're just trying to cut costs at like you know they're trying to make it cheaper at any cost even at the cost of quality even at the well, cost we've of sales seen this with just even from a consumer perspective where activision has been narrowing their scope of what games they actually want to produce um you know it mm-hmm. just seems it, it definitely feels like a lot of it is just more being funneled more into funneling resources to gotta make sure call of duty is always number one and gotta make sure um i believe for blizzard's case diablo and um uh overwatch mobile yeah overwatch they want to move them into mobile so like this is what this is a thing that always just blows my mind is that this is such a like business degree uh my dad who's the ceo of whatever advised me to do this type of shit that you hear all the time that is like directly harms business and like its potential profitability and shit which is just blows my mind um so they talk about some of their percentages and shit um blizzard staff is made up of about 52 percent game developers for comparison ubisoft had 85 percent developers take two was 77 percent the conclusion is automatically they just say blizzard is therefore lagging behind its competitors how do you know that like show me the the cost breakdowns that prove that you know what i mean you can't just say like uh, my neighbor's grass is one inch taller than mine, therefore my, la- my neighbor's lazy. Like, it just, it, that doesn't add up. They could be mowing exactly. on a different schedule. They could be busy. <laughs> they could have a broken lawnmower. Like, there's so many other things that play into something yeah. rather than the composition of your staff. If it's working, who gives a shit? If they had 1% game developers and they released the top-selling game that year at the lowest cost then that every other company would try to copy them. Well, it's think just of so it in stupid. terms of like, like it's, it's um, just brain dead filmmaking, you know, hundred percent of the, you yeah. know, like 70% of the film isn't the actors. You, st- you have all the supporting staff that goes into that. And so different. Right. And that percentage varies depending on the project, depending on the production company, whatever and stuff. So yeah, it's absolutely not a fair comparison to be doing that. Yeah. Well, it's like saying like, you know, George Lucas made only 2% of his total income from the Star Wars directing budget, therefore Star Wars was a failure. Uh, no, because he made 98% of his money on the toy sales. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just it's just brain dead to just look at a flat number that's unrelated to anything else, no additional data, and say, this is lower than that, therefore but it's But that's statistics 101 like, for you. It's just complete like brain dead moron shit so in 2019 40% of their of Blizzard's revenue came from microtransactions you know gamers love that shit across the industry microtransactions make up 78% of video game companies revenue therefore Blizzard is bad I mean that's just another thing that Activision hit them with Um, 12% of Blizzard's 2019 revenue came from mobile games well how the fuck is that they have one mobile game like no shit it's not making a, a godsend amount of money Compared to fucking EA that has a trillion mobile games, they literally release 12 a week, and just whichever one sticks, they decide to support. I mean, it's not that complicated. They're spending a thousand times more money than you to get a slightly higher percent of revenue. Again, this is not showing money. It's not saying, well, our company is doing really bad. We only made, you know, a billion dollars last year, and everybody else made $10 billion. Like, that, that is not the statistic we're looking at here. Like, they're saying, okay, 
Blizzard with their one mobile game. 12% of their entire 2019 revenue came from that one mobile game. I don't actually know if it's only one. I'm just using that as an example. Let's say EA has 100 mobile games. And 80% of their income comes from their mobile games. Well, Blizzard's one is significantly more successful for it than any of the one of the EA's. It has its own international league. How many does EA can say? Right. Like, this stuff is not. Yeah. And EA, in the meantime, is like. They shut down a quarter of their mobile games, like, every month. It's Mm -hmm. just like. I don't get it. It, Just saying that, like, uh, another company has 2% fewer employees than us, so we have to downsize. Yeah, but they make half our fucking revenue. Like, just strictly using these percents just makes no sense. Um, It's just complete dog brain. Like, oh, that one's bigger. It must be better. Do you remember... um, It was... I don't remember what year it was. I know we talked about it when we were like... So, uh, you know, Activision and Blizzard are kind of becoming one thing. You know, we'll see how that plays out. Because I was bad. having that conversation. Well, here was your answer. This Turns right out here bad. is your answer. And actually, Turns I out think, it was dog shit. Yeah. Well, and this is like, um, again, I, you know, this kind of stuff is never written in stone. Like, we, I guess we don't know yet. We have to wait. But we could be in the midst of EA turning around, right? Because they had literally one thing was successful. And it was successful to the point that they were like, oh shit, like, we should just start doing that again. Like, we should make everything single-player focused again, because look at how did this one thing did really well with no microtransactions, or, you know, extremely small amount, which was, you could purchase the pre-order content or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, if you didn't pre-order it. So, you know, it's, they were like, oh shit, we literally didn't think that was able to make money anymore, and we just kind of let them do it to, you know, A, like, preserve the license, and B, we kind of had to let the Titanfall guys make whatever they want. Well, it was a win-win. Apex. It was a win-win <laughs> so it was like, for them. I mean, it ended up being a win-win, but I think EA going into it saw it as, you know, we're, we're going to make an Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movie. Is it going to be shitty? Yeah, whatever. But, you know, it's, it'll be fine. We'll make a little bit of money or whatever. And then it ended up being a big hit, which I guess that was, you know, Andrew Garfield uh, Spider-Man was a bad <laughs> for that. But, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry you no know, hate. Um I love the Jones Brothers or whatever the fuck. So it's just so weird that it's like, um, you know, you can just see, like, Activision is trying to pivot to become an even worse company than it already is, which is already considered to be one of the, like, worst meat grinders in the industry that you can be shoved into. But they could always, you know, get a different president or whatever, and they could be like, okay, that was dumb. This guy's an idiot. I hate that guy. I let a violent, uh, you know, boardroom coup against him as if we're watching an episode of succession or something so now we're going to re-pivot back to we're just going to make a plethora of games and see what sticks and then ride that which is basically ea strategy um yeah i think yeah they, i mean it's, I think it's, they it's right now it's this. really bad yeah they, they come up on this and these major companies they come up on it all the time they go yeah. shit's not working what do we do okay the thing that we thought that we should do that didn't work we're drowning what do we do Okay, well, we have to do this or we're fucked. Yeah, Let's sell everything, you know, THQ. <laughs> sell yeah. everything to some company in Austria for some reason. And and, and they, they do the thing that they're like, okay, it's almost like the last ditch effort. You don't know what their last ditch effort is. We say that a lot. Like, hey, this company really has to make a sale on this game. It has to be big or they're fucked. We say that a lot. But we don't know when it's over for them. 
That's know? true. Remember, uh, remember when the Wii U was doing really poorly, and all the news came out about um, Nintendo, and that they could run the company at a loss for like eighty years right. because of all the <laughs> money they had in reserve. Yeah, it was like twenty-five or thirty years. At yeah, a complete it was loss. crazy. Like so, they could just they could only make Wii U consoles with no first-party games for them, and they could last for twenty years. So yeah, it, we never know. I mean, even, theoretically, Activision could have like a trillion dollars just laying around. Yeah, I don't think that they're definitely nowhere near. Yeah, they're not in trouble or anything. Yeah, the, the, but, well, they're uh, nowhere near Nintendo. So right. I would, I would say, even cutting that in half, maybe even less than that. I think that you know, at a complete, they could make earned, it a couple years. We made this and spent this money, and we earned nothing on it. Yeah. They could do that for probably seven years. Yeah. Something so, like it, it just, you know, a, a nice like round number, I guess, but. Um, yeah, I, we just never know where that's at. And it always comes back to it. it the, the people in the suits with the tie making all these bad fucking decisions looking at these statistics because statistics are stupid. We should pretty much never look at them. It, well, not just that, but like statistics as a, you know, anybody who's had to take statistics classes and I mean, even like at the high school level, you realize that statistics are completely unsolved. We don't know what statistics are telling us. Like, that is right. a famous fact about statistics is that we don't understand them. Human brains cannot process them. But but what do they do every time, though? Those people in the suits panic. They end up being either let go or moving on because they see the sinking ship. And who's left? Yeah, they tank a company and then they get paid uh, $40 million to quit. And, and but, then but, the company but collapses. The people who are always left are the fucking developers in video games. And then they turn it around and then the suits yeah. come back and we do it again. Yep, and the, yeah, you're right because the developers know because a they're the person that does it, and then b they're typically relatively tapped in. Like they're getting death threats every day in their DMs, so they know what the fans want. And it's not their fault. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's even literally close to their fault. To them. <laughs> they're just like we're yeah. drowning too, you know. Well, when we like professionalized like business, when you can go to school, when you can go to college, or even in, again in high school, you can take a business class. What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, businesses are not related. Like, I think it means you're an asshole. It means you're an idiot. Like, it's like, <laughs> again, it's like, look at this statistic. So, like, you just look at a thing, and we're going through this at my company in just like an unprecedented method, because you know we uh, we were like a por- we were a portion of a bigger company, and we got splintered off, and our whole category declared bankruptcy, so that the parent company didn't have to suffer any loss from us. Hey, I think and your then, phone's ringing. Be careful. Yeah. <laughs> so this is all luckily this has been very public because of the other shit right. that our parent company was doing uh oops uh johnny might have read about that one in the news recently and uh so they you know they're like okay this new portion of the company that got spun off eventually reforms and we're primarily owned by the chicago teachers union retirement fund so they're extremely cautious uh they do not want us to lose a penny so we're just running very cautiously right now which is you know relatively smart to do to based on the industry that we're in but like they're doing all this stupid corporate shit of people that have never been in the field actually doing any of the work they don't know how we you know they don't know the the process that takes place that we sell our product Uh, literally all they do is look at a sheet and say oh well this these people in this other company that's sort of comparable to ours um, they have a 5% less staff than we do, so we're going to reduce our staff. Right. It's like, okay, how are they doing? Oh, they make way less money than us. 
okay, then it would make sense that we have more staff then, don't you think, idiot? It, I mean, it's, it, it's like, it's, it's so frustrating to see that, like, people that are literally a side note of this industry, right? Like, um, you know, I would never say that Bobby Kotick is the reason that Call of Duty is successful. It's simply not true. He has nothing to do with it. They always right. look for causation and correlation in completely wrong places and right. stuff. Never, works. it's totally unrelated. You know, it's uh, right. the the uh, the salmon population is up. There must be more bears. And it's like if you were to actually look at that intelligently, you would realize that means there's less bears, moron. Yeah, like, it, some people it, look at it the wrong. Some people just look at it the wrong way. It's like going back to all of our old jobs, which yeah. was the, the argument always got put out that. You know, if people that have rewards memberships spend more, and it's like, no, dummy. Yeah. People who spend more are smart enough to have the rewards membership. Right, because they realize it'll save them more money over time. Yeah, yeah, like it, they, and they it is like, like you would just get it; you would spend the extra money. That's not how it fucking works. So I, I love to bag on GameStop because their company is not going to exist long enough to take me into a libel <laughs> lawsuit. <laughs> so it's the type of thing that's like you know, GameStop became the retail force it is. Not because some guy in a boardroom in Galveston, Texas, decided that uh, he would acquire EB Games or whatever the fuck. But the reason that they expanded and did really well was that it was the place to go with... They only hired gamers, essentially. Like, yeah. I would say almost, like, borderline to a, a fault. Um, because, uh, as some of you learned, some of us gamers are not good workers. Um, yeah. Like That's and true. it's just a totally unrelated to being able to be a retail employee. I still had to have them there though. Yeah, but you it's know? like you know you, you have a really good customer interaction. We had extremely high uh, customer interaction ratings compared to other retail stores, right? Like if I go into a random Walmart, I don't assume that the employee has any fucking clue what I'm talking about on anything, basically. Yeah, even in their department, they put me in the lawn and garden department when I was working at Walmart. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, yeah, let's see. Outside, what do they got out there? Uh, there's, like, oxygen, right? Had you ever even seen a lawn at that point? I've never been outdoors. His yard Still. is completely concrete. Yeah. I've seen it. It's hot as fuck. Uh, we went, we <laughs> took the xeroscaping concept to a fucking, we went nuclear with it. <laughs> but uh, it really is like, you know, at GameStop, you had really good customer interaction. The employees were really knowledgeable about the thing because kind of similar to in game development they were fans right? right they exclusively hired fans and you got paid like shit because you were basically a moron and you didn't know how to you know add change at the register so you weren't required to know that they didn't want people who were good at sales or whatever they wanted people who knew about video games so we did really good on that and then as time went on the business side got more and more interested in like oh well every every uh, third customer has to get a power up card or else you're failing somehow and it's like, you as a retail employee cannot affect that. I can't make somebody want a membership. It's just not possible. You know, either they're open to it and you can talk them into it or they're not. And it, or they already wanted one and you actually didn't influence them at all. Right. So like if somebody walks up and says, Hey, I want to get a, I want to renew my magazine. That doesn't mean I made a sale. It means that person wanted to renew their magazine and I happened to be at the register, you know? So it, it's totally bizarre. It's unrelated. The person that wants the magazine, they may not come in and buy a single game that year. Who's to say? Sure. I mean, you know, they might read in the magazine, oh, the Game Informer said that this year's Call of Duty sucks. I'm not buying it. 
you know? Like, that could be a sale killer. You have no idea. So it's, it's just so bizarre that they've turned it into, when you walk into a GameStop, it's so hostile to walk in there now because every employee, they're required to say hello to you within four seconds or whatever the fuck. They're required to tell you about X, Y, like all, every single sale going on in the entire store. They have to try to pitch Funko Pops to you. <laughs> I swear to God, hard. if somebody shows me a Funko Pop, I'll punch their throat oh, and man. immediately be tased. You got that district manager up there that I know. And it's like, yeah. you're required to do all this shit, and it makes it insanely hostile to go into a GameStop. And it, yeah, So no, now nobody's no. going into GameStop, and their company's collapsing, and they're like, uh, we need to uh, sell more t-shirts. <laughs> That's not the problem, dude. Yeah. And any idiot off the street could describe to you what the issue is, but these guys are like, well, the uh, uh, ROI percentages and the uh, customer retention rate is pretty good. I don't understand what the issue is. Well, nobody wants to fucking go there, dude. Yeah. It's just not that hard. That was what it, we. I mean, that was what I fought against pretty hard when I worked there. Yeah, that's. I didn't. I didn't fight yeah. against it. I just was so bad at my job that it. I made it impossible well, to matter. But you, as an employee, were better than some of the other employees that we had, which is kind of fucked up to say because yeah, you, you didn't do your job the best. I was literally but, there for the employee discount. I, if they did not pay me, <laughs> I would have done the same work. You still would have done the same thing. Fun yeah. fact. It's been a year and a half, and I still have that discount. Yeah. Hey. Well, that's um, because at this point, the employees are so rebellious against the company that they don't give a shit to cancel stuff like that because they know they're going to get sales out of you. Well, they specifically came to us, and they said, okay, you're hiring for the holiday season. Okay, cool. We have all these candidates. And they're like, okay, filter them out by ethnicity and gender. Bro, and it's like, you should have okay. recorded that shit. <laughs> okay. And then they're like, okay, well, now... All of these ones that don't fit the gender or ethnicity that we want, throw those away. And uh, even if they're not good, hire these people. And some people at other stores hired some of those people. And, and they, they ended up at our store. And they were bad. No, they were bad. So, oh, I thought you meant the people that your store discarded. <laughs> oh, the people that our store discarded could have been good. Yeah, um, exactly. But we found a way to hire some of those people that's how we got some of our other friends mm -hmm. jobs there um but the stores across town did exactly what they were told those people got hired those stores got closed people moved over that's how we got stuck with the person in mind yep. is a very t-rex armed individual yeah um so it very very poor and then it was impossible for them to get fired well, that's also how we ended up with a guy who would go on to uh, be arrested for child pornography and yep. uh, having had just had a baby. That so that's might good. you love to hear about that. Yeah, that one was a very. I think he had worked at another store. Yep. And he had and he had transferred over. If you had made it through another store, so I got hired on the spot by our manager. I got hired on the spot because I had worked at another store. He did not call to verify that I had worked at that store because <laughs> I did course. ask. But well, I knew a, I knew a couple names. I was like, yeah, I was at this other store, and I named a couple people who had been able to move up into other stores and stuff. And he was like, oh, okay, can you start on Saturday? He thought you were, he thought you were the second coming. He's like, yeah. oh, shit, this is what the prophecy like, holy told. shit, this guy knows how to speak English. Uh, there's also a time that, you know, I almost didn't get a promotion because the district manager only wanted a, f a female for the role. 
Right. Um, well, that's and it's like you know that's where we kind of run into issues. So like I think Blizzard is kind of a perfect encapsulation of that. We talked about this before the show. I can't remember if we said it on the recording, but it's like they were seen as a company that was doing really well with like um, diversity um, representation. Gender, yeah. Right. Like in their games, they have a diverse cast of characters, men, women, uh, you know, any kind of ethnic background or whatever, and different. Yeah, I would know, say maybe even more in 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 the like more female than male, you know, more yeah. uh, you know, gender rep or um, ethnicity representation than other games. Right. So like they're seen as being relatively good at the representation aspect but that doesn't really mean anything if every black woman at your company is being sexually harassed and and racially targeted you know what i mean like um they're like oh yeah okay so we'll you know we'll we'll cater to this group i mean it really is the like rainbow capitalism type of thing right we're like hello gays please buy our product for one month and it's you know it's just it's the stuff is becoming so transparent and it's giving a lot of credit to weirdos that just want to argue that like oh this is just forced diversity they're catering to the woke mob or whatever and it's like yeah you're kind of right because that's how they make money they make money off of people by just tricking them into thinking oh look we're woke and in reality they're leading co-workers to commit suicide so and it's just like it, it's it's uh it's not good we 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 know the we know the problem and outside of the standard oh well get rid of Codic. those fucking people um how how do how do we fix it? Um, Execute Bobby Kotick oh publicly. Outside of outside of that that general thing, like you just said, <laughs> execute someone or you know remove this group of people. That's not yeah. possible. Right. Realistically, how do you move it's, forward? It's something that's still uh, go back thirty years and fix yeah. HR. That's that's not going to work either. <laughs> Because those are the people that are good ideas, and I think that's the problem. Yeah, we got a negative Nancy (laughs) on the cast today. (laughs) Oh, am I the negative Nancy? Yes, Uh, I'm an idiot. But you're negative Nancy. We can't go back in time to fix a problem. You're saying that we can't kill somebody. Like, what do we do? What else is there? (laughs) I'm saying from this point forward, uh, you know, we have to have like a society-wide reckoning on guillotines. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Would would uh, you know? And something we've talked about time and time and time and time yeah. again would unionizing the video game industry help this it would help yeah it would not fix it i don't think it would fix it would it push it in the direction to possibly it'd be a step in the right well, direction. okay so, so society maybe. wise we society yeah. wise it's impossible at this right. point not in you this know, country yeah yeah not here but can it get to a point where we can go okay there's enough people out there that are you know calling bullshit so I do want to say, like, um, I forget who it was. Was it maybe? I can't remember who said it, and I don't want to get it wrong. But um, it's the type of thing that's, like, you know, so some of, like, the most, uh, this is going to sound very hateful, but it's really not. I'm just, I think I'm pointing out a fact, and I might be wrong, and that's fine. I don't really care. But, uh, like, the most racist person I can imagine is, like, a blue-collar union manufacturing guy, right? True. Like just insanely sexist, like it. You know, it's a stereotype for sure. It, yeah. It's not an ac- It's not a specific person I'm thinking of here, right? It's an idea of a guy that I thought of once in a movie. When you're drawing him in uh, your head. on uh, Minecraft, so it's that type of thing that's like you know, it, 
if somebody has some kind of biased point of view or whatever, if somebody is just like constantly lusting after some female coworker that they have or whatever, it's not really a problem unless they do something, right? Like you can think whatever you want in your little weird brain. Like oh, I do it sure. constantly. I have extremely bizarre, intrusive thoughts that I just don't even confront. I just let it blow out of me like wind. <laughs> and uh, if you know what I'm saying, brown wind. Uh-huh. And it's like, you know, you can have that. And it's not really a problem if you are racist. It's a problem when you do right. racist things, right? And it's a huge problem when you have power and you use your power racistly. So, like, yeah, a union would put in a, a, a barrier to that. Like, you could not just fire somebody because they complained that Mike Morhaime touched their butt. That's not a real credible uh threat or that's not a real thing that's been stated or anything so i feel safe and just making that up um mike morhaime please touch my butt and you know it's like a lot of people if you go report hey somebody harassed me about whatever it is my gender identity my italian accent i'm slightly racist against italian accented people so you know i get it and it's just that type of thing that's like you know how do we um, okay, thanks for that message. How do we, like, you know, the, the union would put in a bare minimum of, like, you can't fire somebody because they complained about something that happened to them, right? So then that means you have to look into it. And while they're still employed there, so they're able to kind of potentially put their finger on the scale of an investigation, or they can provide further detail and stuff like that. Because typically, you go complain of whatever happened to you, they will, quote unquote, look into it, but they won't. They'll ask the person that you say harass them, hey, did you uh, commit a crime? And that person will be like, no. And they'll be like, oh, okay, so the person that complained lied and you're fired now for lying. And it's like, you know, what, it, it, is that an investigation? What the fuck is that? It really has to be a perfect storm for the person who is coming forward. They have to, yeah, have, they have, to have recorded video proof evidence with R. Kelly's grandmama saying, that's my Robert. Which, yeah, no, and more so, the people that are viewing it, they have to have the right people viewing it going, hey, that was fucked up. I know this yep. person might be in power, but that's fucked up. And those people and are they not have hired to bring for it, HR. And they, and they have to make it to the next person in line to yep. say, hey, look, they got to go. Which brings... And it's, it's oh, almost impossible. I just wanted, yeah. while we were still on that, I just want to bring up like to the listeners and stuff, is always an excellent idea that... If you have an issue with anybody that you work with, document it. And document it as soon as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Because that's going to help, at yep. least yes. it's going to help out your case in a he said, she said kind of situation if things escalate. Always document right. any yeah. incidents that you have that were, you know, of any kind of wrongdoing of something that you experience. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we can even look at like something like a Quantic Dream. They had mm-hmm. an external company that was paid for by the French government to look into the claims and stuff. I mean, they literally had like, I mean, it's it's not a uh, it's not libelous to say that they had pictures of coworkers photoshopped into Nazi uniforms that they passed around like Jewish employees or people of Jewish ancestry that like were photoshopped into stuff like that and it's like they didn't argue that those pictures didn't exist they're like yeah they do but it's a joke so it's okay and the court was like yeah so i mean like a lot of this stuff is just like you said it's a societal issue and we might be kind of stupid for assuming that you know 
Activision is going to be the company that solves racism or whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's like I, we do need to come up with some kind of societal fix. But like, dude, if I had a company and I found out that you know one of my so this is something that is I've also seen uh, like a, a higher up, not an executive level, but like a you know middle manager level will like hit on the like female interns from college. So they're like twenty. And this guy's in his mid-40s, and he has a wife and kids. And, like, if I found out that one of my employees, if I was a CFO or whatever the fuck, and I found out that one of my employees was doing that, hell no, dude. You'd find a new job. Like, I, I just don't understand why it's hard to have a zero-tolerance policy. Like, and if, even if it turns into a he said, she said, okay, you're both fired. Because clearly, if you're being harassed here, you shouldn't be here. You need to go find a new job. And, like, it just, uh, why, like... Absolute zero I, tolerance. How, yeah. Why is that not the default position? Like, everybody's fucking fired. I'm clearing out the whole <laughs> office. Everyone's fired. I'm shutting down the company. Because Literally. there's no consequence it. for the company to not... Or to... I'm trying to think of the right way to say it. Well, there is, but it's not right. on the balance book, right? It's like they just have 10% worse performance forever, but you never know that it would have been 10% better because you never dealt with those people. So, yeah. like... Yeah, it's, it's not that you're rewarded, it's right. that you're not punished. I... Th- right? There's no sting, so I why think change? also, to kind of compound on the societal fix aspect of it, I think part of it is also there's got to be a, a, um, a responsibility realized to those of us that aren't the victims or the perpetrators in this situation that we need mm. to step up and we need to say something because just yeah. because it's not happening to us doesn't mean it's not a problem and we it, basically the silent majority can't be silent anymore because if you're not defending people that you see have this happen to you you're just as bad because you're enabling it to happen because you're not pushing back. Well, you're, you're contributing yeah. to it by enabling it right and it, it, it is hard sometimes with that as well because a lot of people are trained to keep Absolutely. their head down. That is 100% it and that is part of the um, your work culture that we have here that we need to start realizing that we need to have some pushback on this if we actually want not only just better jobs but even better production too and it, it, it's a hard thing that people will have to overcome and unfortunately it's a change that can only happen on an individual basis but once it happens to a large enough degree the company will be facing a consequence of that because your majority mm. employment are not going to tolerate that stuff anymore and so they, they will I, I have love- to respond to it and it, it, it's no longer I would love the victim versus the perpetrator. It's the company versus the perpetrator now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to say um, with time, this it will won't. go away. It, it's something that, that, that will. But the people that are being trained now are being trained by the people who are you know doing this. So they're going to, you know, theoretically take that training and do the exact same thing and train someone exactly. else to do that. And so it just keeps it, it it's like the same 
um, misguided theory that, oh, when all the old people die off, racism will no longer... We've been pushing that theory for the last hundred years, and racism still is alive and well. Because it just gets taught generation yeah, yeah. to generation. This behavior gets passed down from adult to child every every single time. And so... It's not even that it's always taught. It's just that it's inherent part yeah. of the system. And yeah. even if you were to remove the sexist if, if you were to remove the sexist people the racist people all the bigoted people the actions would still be like the outcome would still be there you'd still have people right. losing where they mm-hmm. should have the equal opportunity that everyone else has um, and it, it sucks yeah. um, and what, re- what really sucks is all the stuff that's happening it's, it's far from just a gaming industry thing yeah, um, for sure. 100%. It's everywhere. Yes. And it's, yeah. it really is because we enough people don't hold the right people accountable. And when you do try to hold someone accountable, there's an entire army of people that are that jump to defend the, the offender. Um, and it, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'd like to thank you guys for joining NPR <laughs> today. That was an NPR article that we were referring to, too. Just... <laughs> Yeah, we're we're like doomed to have to talk about this every four months. Yeah, dude, like news just came out about what was one of my favorite bands for a while, and I'm not listening to them anymore ever again. So, um, that was a massive curse of like the first generation of musicians to have the internet. (laughs) Yeah, shitty things happen, and (laughs) we find out that people are actually shitty as much as we didn't think they were, and it it's hard. Um, I feel like most musicians are shitty at least at one point. <laughs> Why'd you become a musician? Because you were shitty. <laughs> to be a creep. Yeah. I was, I was right. born shitty. All right. Well, let's move on. Um, ah, yeah. I think, Austin, you threw this next one up there, right? Was that you? Feels uh, like no, you I were. don't know. I don't even know who this is or what it's referencing. <laughs> Do the accent. You got it. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, and, and, and even more bad news, it looks <laughs> like... Well, yeah, who's the, this is so weird. It probably means nothing. It's just like a weird, they're paying him like $1,000 a year to use his name in some weird label or whatever. Now, is so, his last name Blumpkin? Yeah, Neil Blumpkin, uh, the District 9 director. Um, I might be pronouncing that wrong. No, I think, I'm pretty sure that's right. Okay. Is uh, working on a triple A multiplayer shooter. I'm out. With, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, all right, thanks, I'm out. Um, he's I going expect to you take to a role at Godzilla, which this is their first a game. Double out. Um, I have not been able to find. Wasn't there a game called the Godzilla or Gunzerker? Gunzerker is one thing. Um, I but, think it was um, Godzilla. Godzilla Media. Well, they're a new company. They haven't made anything else yet. I assume that they're industry veterans because that's what it always seems to be. Uh, but um, he is going to be the what's his title? Uh, Chief Visionary Officer. So he'll They're be like, hiring. he'll be like, bro, what they if are. there was like a, what if there was like a, like a, like an asteroid and it had like a gun? They're hiring in uh, Frankfurt and Kiev. Uh, boy, I cannot wait to go to Ukraine into an active civil war. That'd be so cool. I do I love really on entertainment as I get shelled. I do really appreciate uh, a company website that actually, when you go under careers, it says internships and jobs, and they separate things. Well, that's already a good step. Yeah, that's nice. 
What I love is some of these photos of the the buildings, and a lot of them look like just repurposed prisons. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, look at where you're talking about. Right there. Oh, (laughs) shit. That one's cute. This isn't Frankfurt, I think, but... Frankfurt one's probably cool, yeah. Yeah. If they had a junior artist there, I'd, I'd, I'd apply. I'd never get it, but I'd apply. Because, like, why the fuck would they, like... He is the chief visionary officer. Blumpkin. They have 50 openings. Yeah. They have a great website. They have a great website. So we've got web designer down. Yeah. (laughs) It's the only one we don't need. If you notice, it's not listed here in the the job openings. Yeah, that's true. There's not a nary a web developer to be found. Ooh, pipeline technical artist though. Ooh, four, <laughs> I've got extensive pipeline experience. You there's can trust four me junior career level openings. Too to us. <laughs> cool. All right, so I'll, I'll look at this later. I'll look at this later. Um, so he is creating uh, a triple A shooter, I guess. Um, We're not quite ready to share the details of our current project yet, but rest assured it'll be worth the wait. What if Be it's sure been? to sign up for our newsletter for the latest details and announcements. You can expect more in- information soon. I wonder if this shooter takes place on a ring world. I wonder if it takes place on Elysium. <laughs> he, I, I think he's just a fan of Control, and he wants to make a game like Control. Yeah! But Control already exists, so he can't <laughs> do that. So it's, oh. it's tough for us. Having a hard time. I do love the consistency that every news article and everything talking about him is using that same photo. I mean, he just only got one photo. So, so. I don't know if he's even a real person now. You're acting like he's out here paying for headshots. Well, I mean, hopefully he's making a triple-A shooter. Yeah, that's true. All right, that's cool. I fucking hate uh, all of you for passing up on my headshot joke. <laughs> Sorry. One of the other things that was just kind of interesting Because we've talked about it a ton uh, Pro Evolution Soccer Is I'm not saying they're taking our idea um, I I am But it's something that we've talked about a lot That these sports sports Developers and and teams uh, For games should do And they're finally doing it Pro Evolution Soccer has been renamed eFootball it's going to be free to play, um, and they're going to update their roster, again, for free. I imagine this will be heavily microtransaction because it's yeah. Konami. Um, It'll be like trading card packs to get players or whatever, something like but that. But it's such a, good, such a good idea, as we've said a million times, to support your game. Make the game. You're, you, from year to year, these people are not updating their engine. They're just using the tools to create new things within the game. Yeah, so, I mean, we we know a lot of people that ended that. up um, working at Tiburon, the uh, studio that makes most of the Madden games and some of the other sports games. A lot of golf, yeah. Yeah. So one of the big things there is that they do, like, iteration over the course of multiple games rather than over the course of years, right? So, like, right. a typical game, fresh out of the box, will take three or four years to make at that you know level of quality or whatever. I mean, if I had to start from scratch and make Madden, it would take forever, right? Sure. Like they have so much institutional knowledge, they have so many things that they have to that they can start with that are already ready, and they could just upgrade from there. Mm-hmm. So they do like little upgrades to certain portions each year, but the fact that they only have a one year turnaround time, they obviously can't create a whole new game. I mean, there's nowhere near enough time. 
they wouldn't get halfway done, right? Yeah, so, so it's just sprinkle in. So basically every on. like every three or four years, it's effectively a whole new game where every system has been tweaked and upgraded and everything at that point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not just have it on a roster like this where you can just constantly update it rather than you're not even locked into once a year or whatever. Um, you just do it whenever you feel like. Um, you know, do roster updates. Um, yeah, they say, So they're talking about how it's going to launch, which it seems like they're going to kind of test it to see how it goes. Um, eFootball will launch with exhibition, exhibition matches and seemingly a selection of nine clubs. Um, it will subsequently sell other modes and optional DLCs, allowing players to pay for what they want. No mention has been made of uh, My Club, which was the like ultimate team version, mm-hmm. or Master League, the career mode, although it seems that the former will be represented by a team-building mode coming after release. Anyways, they have this roadmap where they're like, okay, you know... Uh, early part of this year um, the new game engine rollout local matches with these nine clubs uh, cross generation uh, so PS5 and PS4 can play together Xbox series and the Xbox One can play together uh, in like mid to late fall uh, online leagues team building mode to be named uh, cross platform match pass system it's kind of like a uh, what are they call battle pass or whatever yeah like um, yeah and then winter uh tournaments kick off cross-platform matches including mobile mobile controller support so they'll roll out the mobile at the end of the year but it's like yeah in one year in this first year i should say they're gonna effectively create like the framework for the game and then over i mean who's to say if this does really well they could keep it rolling for a decade right yeah and you would your stuff would carry over your modes that you like would be available to you as long as you want if you want to add a new thing it's just one cost so it's not like okay i bought fifa 18 and i really extensively played the career mode and then i did a bunch of tournaments online now i bought fifa 20 i did the tournament mode i did the career i bought fifa 21 did the tournament mode did the career and then i tried out this one other new mode that they have some kind of weird one-on-one game or something and you know like you're you can get what you want when you want it and if you you know, if you get into it, you can invest more heavily into it and stuff. So this is a really good idea, I think. And this is probably a way for, you know, Konami's like, well, we have this license. It's been, like, difficult to maintain it. We've made a lot of money on it over the years. So we want to keep it. So we'll just run this thing forever. And we only really have to worry about major development happening once. And then a smaller team just maintains it permanently. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's really a good idea, I think. I'll be really interested to see where it goes. They are stealing our concept, so the lawsuit is in the mail. Mm-hmm. Um, I expect 20% of revenues to each of us that were on that episode. We're going to do some research on that. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Um, we'll get we back have to our, you on that. We have our top men on it. Top So it's men. P.O. Box number 68. 69 was taken. Sad to say. 68.8. Mm-hmm. 68. 68 part two. They, they cut them in half to make more money. It was kind of weird. So you can't send packages, but we can receive regular size letters. Or you can go with the George Carlin joke. Call it seventy-one. The joke was I'm gonna have to rewatch that one. Sixty-nine, but with two fingers on your ass. Oh, okay. You cannot <laughs> say that on TV. You can't say that on TV. That's why we're on radio. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Some people's radio. We appreciate you. Um, last bit, Johnny. Did you put this one in there about the Olympics? 
I did because I geeked out about it really hard. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um. So this is this is weird. All right. So first of all, I am a very big believer that the Olympics shouldn't be fucking happening this year because Jesus Forever. Christ, COVID is still terrible in mm-hmm. every country that's not ours. But yeah, they have so in ours. Explosion. Two of the members in this podcast. Yeah, maybe like living not in only one is COVID states. still awful here, it's worse everywhere else. Um, and there's no fans at at the Olympics. Like they're, they're they have huge empty bleachers because no fans are allowed to be there except I love apparently. I love that they built bleachers and then no one's allowed to be. <laughs> Why yeah, did you waste your fucking time? Well, they also you wasted see all they, the money they could have used for I don't know vaccination. Yeah. Yeah. Did um, you see that they uh, they made like the non-sex beds? I love those. Those are rad. My favorite those joke about cool. that was like, yeah, you the have like, the right world's there. best athletes. I'm pretty sure they're not going to find a way to make that work. Yeah, really. <laughs> the, the floor is um, lava. But anyway, the, the reason this is so cool though is I woke up to this on Friday, having no idea what was going on. I saw people posting about it. Um, when the opening ceremonies kicked off and you started having all the different um, countries and teams coming out waving their flags, it started with a very familiar song to me, which was Roto's theme from Dragon Quest, which is like the opening fanfare, like the, 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 the classic like Dragon Quest opening. And I kind of lost my mind when I realized that because it's the kind of thing where I'm watching the Olympic stuff and I'm like, cool. And then it's I'm hearing it, and then it clicks that like wait I'm hearing this at the Olympics. Yeah. What? Um, Japan's just doing it. You know. What yeah. I mean? With it being Tokyo Olympics, they kind of went all out. Oh, yeah. And what I think is crazy is I do remember a few years ago like some crazy stuff happened where it was announced that it was going to be uh, Tokyo, and um, there was some Nintendo stuff that was alluded to back then, but Nintendo wasn't a part of this at all. Um, a lot of different websites have posted up um, articles about the songs that were chosen. If you're able to go find it, the footage streaming, it's kind of annoying to have to hear people talking over all of it, which is a very petty of me because it's definitely supposed to be about the athletes and the countries, not about the music. But man, was this a baller, baller track list. Um, if you scroll down a little bit on the page, not only did it start with the main theme from Dragon Quest, but it went into the Final Fantasy Victory fanfare that was done more of like a medley. Um, the Tales of series even had some stuff in there. Monster Hunter had representation. Kingdom Hearts had Olympus Coliseum, and I think that's, that's great. Fitting. That's that fitting. is that's that is fitting. great. That should have been the whole. That should have been their overall song. Um, well, really though, with like the Dragon Quest thing, that is a very March fitting song. So when you have like group mm-hmm. the group of like, all these groups marching out to it that is a very welcoming great way to start it up um the olympus coliseum is phenomenal chrono trigger frogs theme is extremely extremely fitting for this and i'm actually in the middle of playing chrono trigger again which is why i think that's crazy to me um then they threw some ace combat in there which i was that's okay whatever (laughs) that's cool random more tales of more monster hunter my other favorite chrono trigger song so my two favorite chrono trigger songs made it in they threw us some Starlight Zone from Sonic the Hedgehog up in the middle when things are kind of toned <laughs> yeah. down a little bit. And then they gave us Pro Evolution Soccer. That was marketing. We got yeah. the eFootball walk-on theme. Then we got another Final Fantasy main theme medley. Fantasy Star Universe, a game that... It, it's Universe is an old one. That was like a 360 and PS3 game. 
um, mm -hmm. another Kingdom Hearts song, which was the Hero Fanfare, uh, Gradius Act uh, Zero One Act uh, One, which was actually Nemesis when it was originally titled back on the Nintendo. Um, mm -hmm. We got a Near song, which was weird. The Saga mm. series, still getting love, and then it wrapped up with Soul Calibur, um, the brave new stage of history. Nice. So let's just take a deep breath and realize that we're on a video game-focused podcast and have a reason to talk about the Olympics because they chose fucking video game music. Yeah. Hell that yeah. is wild to me. Well, Great now choice. we got to cover the Olympics. <laughs> All right, so let's do it. Um... Now, one of the other things, um, skateboarding being in the Olympics, I wanted to throw this in when we were talking about EA. Oh, it, it's, it's fine. It's, it's completely perfect. Like, skateboarding is now an Olympic sport, which yeah. is hilarious and great. Um, it, it, was, it was a, a really – it was a tough contest. I, I don't know. It, it, feel, it felt like all the skaters that – a lot of these skaters I've been watching for a very long time – it feels like they had a bit of a struggle. Um, I don't know why. I know a lot of them were waiting um, to do tricks because it was incredibly hot, but it was incredibly windy. Um, but in the end, uh, Japan's own Yudo Horigami took first place. Uh, Brazil's Kevin Hoffler took second place. And United States' uh, Jagger Eaton took third, which was very surprising because we had Australia's Shane O'Neill. He's a fucking monster on a skateboard um he didn't even make it into the top eight mind-blowing to me and uh the prodigy uh niger houston he didn't even make top five so, so super interesting men's street results it's also great that tony hawk got to be there tony hawk got to be there and got to drop in on like the area and got to skate on the park for a minute. Horse which is yeah. awesome. Um, and last night, Tony Hawk also tweeted um, what is probably one of the most iconic things I'll ever remember about this. He said, I'm currently at the inaugural Olympic skateboarding event as the factions skate and destroy plays over the loudspeakers. Yeah. Welcome to our world. So, and I, I guess it. Um, and even uh, Superman by Goldfinger uh, played at one point when Tony Hawk had stuff going on there. So it's it's really weird for me especially that like a bunch of crazy awesome punk rock stuff is happening at the Olympics because skateboarding is an Olympic sport now. But we also yeah. have the opening ceremony of all these great video game songs. I'm he like, had... this is fucking weird, and it's on such a huge level that I'm the target demographic now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he had a really good interview after the men's street. Um, they sat down with him and just had you know. A conversation hey what does this mean um and he was talking about yuto horigami specifically he's like we've been seeing uh, america is an interesting the united states is an interesting place for skateboarding because it's the most widely accepted but the place that it's most hated in other countries they're like hey how does that work how does the board stick to your feet? You know, they're, they're, they're interested in how they're doing this because they don't, you know, it's not something that's often like seen. It's not, you know, as widely accepted as it is in the United States where they're like, Oh, just another fucking skateboarder. Like he's ruining property. Get out of here. Um, 
so it was interesting. He's like to have Yuto Horigami win. We've seen Japan's skateboarding scene um, start to like blossom, and it's coming forward. He's like, but with this win and on this stage, um, it's going to explode. Japan is going to be a very interesting place for skateboarding in the next couple of years. So I, I thought that was interesting to hear. Um, but at the same time, throughout last week, we did get um, a trailer from EA just saying, hey, uh, skate, you know, we're still working on it. Um, and, and they put out some, you know, some mocap um, talking with some people from from the game and just the industry in general. Um, seeing uh, Atiba Jefferson on there is really big. He's one of the big photographers for everything um literally everything in skateboarding um as well uh cuz who is a voice in the previous games i think he has something else to do uh like he has an official job uh, but he does a lot of the voiceover stuff uh previously so um looks like they're getting their mocap down i think they're probably a lot further along on this than they're leading to believe after just seeing some of the stuff that they're working on um but yeah it's hard to tell it's interesting it's it is interesting that we're talking about the olympics on a video game podcast and it's not even uh, mario and sonic at the olympics either i know my game is probably terrible i didn't play it was it terrible anybody like it no oh, they're usually fine right i don't know i never played it i just assumed it was terrible well i guess we'll never know all right, but that's the show. Uh, do you guys have anything else? Anybody? Not that I can think of. All right. Yeah, I got, I got nothing. I'm still just dumbfounded at this entire fucking song list, and I want to I want to find the person that put the list together for the opening ceremonies. I really do. I want to find an interview with them and just be like, so, yeah, why? <laughs> why uh, also, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially that, but mostly like, what made you do this? Because pretty good call, pretty good call. Yeah, good and, call. And my also, friend. part of me really wants to think back on there being like, and I know it's not the case anymore because it's not nearly the same, but I want there to be like a bunch of like almost bro dude jerks that just know nothing about video games that would typically hate on people for playing video games all the time watching and being in the like and just being part of the progression and just all of that and then for us nerds to be back here like oh fuck yeah it's a great song choice for this yeah it made it into their into their uh like it's set like, list like, the, like their, their list of songs to like, get like hyped dick. i know you hate video <laughs> games but guess what your whole fucking country just cheered to video game music <laughs> nice oh, yeah. nice all right, guys. Thanks for joining us. If you get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Check out all the top news and video game junk over there. We appreciate all that likes, all those likes, comments, and shares as well over on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So, you know, we go live and do stuff just like this. Um, or don't. Yeah, again, or, or go, don't, because we're not your yeah, boss. We literally get nothing from this uh, except the joy of sitting around and chatting each week. Um, so, for Mammoth Games Inc., I am one of your hosts. Jay, you can find me at Night Swarm. I'm Austin, and you can find me at FilterCord on pretty much all social media, even though I basically don't use it. Hey. Yeah, I, he, he just likes stuff and like shit posts once in a while. That's about it. Yeah. I'm Johnny Riot, and I just do a lot of shit posting and stuff. So. And I'm Brian. You can find me at Major Potty, kind of in the same camp as Austin. 
as far as social media goes. <laughs> we are very diverse <laughs> here. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Have a good one.